Check it out. I get around. What you mean you don't know? Check it out. I get around. Oh, welcome to episode 550 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. Happy Sunday night, everybody. If you haven't gone to the Twippies yet and voted for all your favorite pinball personalities and games and designers and callouts, please head over to This Week in Pinball and make sure you vote for Canada for favorite pinball podcast. We're going to go four for four, I hope. Four for four. Can me and Jack Danger both do it? So here's what I want to talk about on this episode. The man who gets around more than anybody, Mr. Dennis Nordman is now over at American Pinball. There was a great interview on the Super Awesome Pinball Show with David Fix and Dennis Nordman. You should go check it out. I just listened to it. And I'm going to break down some of the key points of that interview. And will this new American Pinball, will this be a reset of a company that everyone has wanted to see turn a corner? And I really do think the stuff they're saying is very positive. And I think a lot of people out there are going to want to see American Pinball turn a corner and start to make games that people actually want to buy because this company builds games so well they know how to manufacture now let's just put stuff on the line that people want to buy so we're going to talk about what Dennis Norman going over there means and the new strategy over at American Pinball before we do that a couple news items you might have seen that Dwight Sullivan dropped in a pin side thread that Stern is going to make Godzilla and that people are fighting over getting that Godzilla theme now we've known for a few years now that Stern Pinball stole the Godzilla license the Toho Godzilla license. They stole it from Charlie Emery. It was Charlie and Bugs' dream theme, and Stern's been sitting on it for a few years now. Now, we are hearing that this game is in the mix over at Stern. Will this be a Keith Elwin game? I have to say right now, I have to say right now, I don't think Godzilla is a cornerstone theme. I don't. I really don't. I know that it's a very popular franchise. I know it's been around for a very long time. But again, I keep getting back to this thing of what grown men do you know between the ages of 40 and 60? If you were to list their dream pinball themes, how many of them are saying Godzilla? We already have had Godzilla movies. Why do we need another one? And if you go deep into the Japanese Toho version of Godzilla, the fan base gets even smaller and smaller, I would assume. So I don't know. I don't think this is going to be like a home run theme, take my money now kind of game. But we will see. All right, what else is going on in pinball? Let me ask everybody out there to do one thing right now. Can I ask everybody in the pinball world to do one thing right now? Can everybody just give Deep Root a chance to get it done? And I mean this. When I go into the thread, and I'm as skeptical as everybody else out there, I did not give pre-order money to Deep Root. I did not split a game with Mr. Dave Peck. The more I thought about it, it goes against everything I've said on Canada's Pinball Podcast. I can't take this mic, and I can't tell you year after year after year, don't be fooled by a company's pre-order schemes. I can't get up here and say that. It would be so hypocritical of me to interrogate companies like Highway Pinball when they were doing this pre-order model and people weren't getting their games. When Kevin Kulik did pre-order and people didn't get their games. When John Papaduke did pre-orders and people didn't get their games. The list goes on and on of the amount of times people have been burned when pre-order model was the way people were promised their games. I'll even add Dutch Pinball into that mix because I know people are getting games now, but this is like five years later from when Barry took pre-order dollars. So I could not with good faith 
go against all of my advice to all of my listeners and pre-order a game, especially without seeing the most important thing, which is a manufacturing line. But here is why I think everyone needs to give Deep Root a break, and I'll explain why. It's over. The order banks are closed. So if you go into the Deep Root threads and rag on everybody who put a deposit down, why are you doing that? Like, why are you obsessed, you Deep Root hater right now, for dragging these guys over the coals? Like, they gave their money, and now they are hoping they get a game. So I look at it like, look, I think they were kind of silly for doing it. Don't get me wrong. I would not have done it until I saw a manufacturing line, and I definitely would not have done it because it was a non-refundable deposit. But something these gentlemen saw compelled them enough to do it and order banks are closed so the other reason why we shouldn't keep attacking this company right now it's not set up to go down a ponzi scheme road like the other companies that have done this before like when john couldn't finish magic girl he started selling you raza right now we know deep root will not reveal their second title and take deposits on food truck until all of the Razas are built and shipped. So there's not going to be this like, oh, pay for game two, you know, because they easily could have done what Andrew Highway would have done is they would have said, okay, Goonies is next. Who wants to pre-order Goonies? Give us your money now. And they need that Goonies money to build the Razas. But that's not happening. So I think everyone out there needs to take a chill pill. You know who you are. You know who you are going into that thread and just berating everybody. For everyone who's in on this game, all I can say to you is good luck. I wish you luck. I hope you get your game, but I also do think you are somewhat crazy for pre-ordering a game without seeing any manufacturing. So either Robert has all this ready to go and he's gonna sandbag all of us and there's like 100 games waiting in a secret room somewhere ready to go out in a few weeks because right now the people who pre-ordered this game, they're expecting these games to ship within just a few weeks. And we know, and I know, and you know that it takes way longer than just a few weeks if all of the parts have not been ordered yet for these games. And you heard on my last show with Ben Heck, you can't start making a game until every single part is in the factory. And so if people talked to Robert last week and they're still ordering stuff, there is no way they can hit go on that line until everything is under one roof. But I don't know, maybe they've got some octo patented way to make these games that nobody knows about, okay? But give them a break. I really mean that. Don't berate these people throughout the entire month of January. All right, let's move on to American Pinball, arguably the company that I have raked over the coals more than any other company in the history of pinball companies, and rightfully so, because I want American Pinball to be successful. American Pinball, I think, finally wants to be successful, and I think they are finally realizing that the formula for success, it isn't that hard, and I think they finally have enough players on the court who know what they're doing. When I first heard that Dennis Norman was joining American Pinball, I thought that maybe it was just him. And I did roll my eyes a little bit because Dennis has been everywhere. Dennis has been at Jersey Jack Pinball. Dennis has been at Highway Pinball. Dennis has been at Valley Williams. Dennis has been uh, contracted with Stern to make Elvira. Dennis was over at Multimorphic for a while. Dennis was over at Chicago Gaming Company for a while. Dennis was over at Deep Root for a few years. And now he's over at American Pinball. Now, if you add up all of those companies, Dennis Norman has been at what isn't one-to-one 
there hasn't been a game for each one of his stops at these companies. And if you listen to him though, the main reason why he normally leaves is once he realizes that this thing isn't going well and they don't know how to manufacture this stuff or get this stuff to market, he's out. So I can't quite blame him because it's not like he's left companies that have really just blown it out of the park. It's not like he left Deep Root and Deep Root has six games in the market right now. It's not like he left Highway Pinball and Highway Pinball has been so successful since Dennis Nordman left. What I do know about Dennis Nordman is that he's an incredible pinball designer. People love his games and this is nothing but great news. Now I want to go over the key points that they talked about and give you my feedback on the stuff they said. Now most of the talking was done by David Fix who's the new marketing and sales manager over at American Pinball and I think David is more than that. I think David is their George Gomez and I've said this for a very long time. What American Pinball does not have is their George Gomez and I think David is a great acquisition because I think he understands enough of the elements that it takes to bring a pinball machine to market and I think it's no longer just going to be like Kugler and Balser and Davel trying to figure this out and I think he is a great pickup for American Pinball. Now what is the goal of the new American Pinball? They say this that their goal is to go from making just one game every 18 months to making two to three games a year and they want to ship two American Pinball games in 2021. So that is a lofty goal. I mean, Jersey Jack Pinball with its big team has never been able to ship two games in a year. But I do think when you hear David talk, he says, we can't stay competitive if we just release one game and that's the only game we're selling for a very long period of time. And you absolutely cannot be successful if you launch games like Houdini and Oktoberfest in which people don't want them and that's all you've got. There's no way for them to make up the mistakes if one of their games is not a hit. Right now, the way AP has to do it, every game has to knock it out of the park and none of their titles have yet. Here's the most exciting news to me. Dennis Norman is going to be the senior designer over there. They've also brought on three junior game designers. When I heard that, when I heard that, I dropped my headphones. I started doing a dance in my room because this is exactly the most exciting element of all of this. We are going to get young talent into this pinball company. I've always said the future of pinball is the youth. We need young people who have ambition, who have ideas, who want to make a name for themselves. That is who will make the next greatest pinball machines. That is where Keith Elwin came from, Scott Denisi, Eric Minier, and they're bringing on three junior game designers. And here's the best part. They are also going to learn from the sensei, Dennis Nordman, who knows so much about how to make a great shooting pinball machine. The other thing Dennis loves to do, and he says it in the interview, he loves to pack his games. You are not going to see a barren, empty Hot Wheels game ever again from American Pinball now that Dennis Norman is over there. So this combination of three junior game designers with Dennis Nordman, this is great. Now, they also said that there's going to be a new game in the next six months from one of the junior designers. They also said that they had game four ready to go, but they scrapped it and they moved on to game number five. Now, I am hearing that Valkyrie was supposed to be game four, so I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm happy to know 
that whatever that game was, they scrapped it. Now, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to realize that that must have been Joe Bosser's next game because he was working on games four and five with them, or at least game four. What's happening to Joe Bosser? So he is no longer coming into American Pinball every day. They are still going to work with him on a contractual basis. They referred to him as a contractor, and what they mean by that is that Joe can design his game at his house, and he can bring it to us, and if we're interested in it, we will then think about making it. So, But he is no longer coming into AP every day. He's not going to be guiding these three junior designers. He's not going to be working with uh, Dennis Norman on these projects right now. And look, I'm just going to say it. That's good news. They needed to shake stuff up. They needed to get a new designer in there. And this is a really good move. Now, they did not say who these junior designers are, but they did say when you see these people, you will know their names. Wow. So let me guess who I think they are. I think you're going to see Jack Danger maybe join them because he's got a game. And I'm not sure Stern's going to let Jack into the mix. You've also got Ryan McQuaid who did Sonic Pinball. Maybe he's going to become a new junior designer. You've got Scott from Riot Pinball. Maybe he's going to join. I mean, you've got that game already designed, the Legends of Bahala game. And also they're bringing on board Kevin Kulik of Predator fame. No, I'm joking. They're not bringing on board Kevin Kulik. But we will know their names. Okay, that's exciting. So Dennis lives 45 minutes from American Pinball, and he's taking a full-time job there. So he is not going to just, like, consult on the side. He is taking a salary. He is an employee with benefits. So he is looking to plant roots at American Pinball. Now, they did ask him, why haven't you planted roots at all of the places you've stopped at? And and Dennis didn't really talk that much in the interview. And Dennis is very candid. And I think one of the reasons why is it's it's probably hard for Dennis not to tell you how he really feels about a lot of the places he's been at. But he did drop some bombshells. He said he was paid by Deep Root for two years and he made three awesome games for them but he never had an engineer to help the games progress. Let me repeat that. He has three amazing games designed for Robert and the Deep Root team, but no engineers to help make the game a reality. Now, if that's not another red flag for all you pre-order guys, I don't know, man. I don't know. How far along are all these games? Um, he said he worked at Multimorphic, but Jerry ran out of money. And so, wow, there's, there's that. He also went over to Chicago Gaming Company. Now, we know Chicago Gaming Company takes a year and a day to get anything done over there. And so it makes sense that if Dennis Norman went over to CGC and they already had a few remakes in the works, they have Mark Ritchie doing a game, they have Ben Heck doing a game, I think Dennis just saw the schedule at CGC and said, you know, I'm going to be sitting on my hands for a couple years if I join CGC right now. So maybe I should go to the one place that really needs a new designer. And that's American Pinball. And I think it's a great move because American Pinball, much like Stern, much like any successful pinball company, American Pinball has the foundation of a great pinball company. They know how to manufacture stuff. They know how to manufacture stuff very well. And I think this is awesome because when you talk to Dennis and you talk about the timelines, they want to get two games out a year. Do you want to know how fast Dennis Nordman said he can get a white wood done for a game? Do you want to know how fast now? If you're a John Papaduke fan, close your ears right now. If you've been waiting four to five years for John's games to come out or Deep Roots games, he said he could get a white wood ready to go 
in two months time, two months from a start of a concept to a model. Now he does make his models out of foam core first and he sees his games in three dimension and he likes to design that way. And who am I, a podcaster, to tell him there's a better way to do it? Dennis did also say that he is working with Christopher Franchi on a game for Chicago Gaming Company. Now look, if this man is this efficient and can get a design done in just a few months, then obviously Dennis could give CGC a game. He could give Deep Root a few games. He could give Stern Elvira. I mean, the man is very prolific and can get stuff done. So I'm happy, though, that he's now going to be in charge over at American Pinball. And so I'm also here to tell you that Christopher Franchi will be doing the artwork on Ben Heck's game, which is also exciting. And I want to say this. I know there's been like some back and forth beef with, with Franchi and myself. I have always said I love this man's artwork. I want to see this man's artwork on pinball machines. The last time we saw his artwork on a game, he won best art package of the year. So we can't wait to see some more Christopher Franchi, and we're going to see it on CGC games. They even offered him some work over at American Pinball. Now, Franchi is a contractor, so he can actually apply his skills to multiple people, but but I will say this. He has a very unique style, and pinball's too small to have your work appear on competitor games. Like That's the other thing, too. You need to have some loyalty in pinball. You can't just give your skills to a million things because artwork is different than music. I mean this because artwork really is one of the first things that people see, and it really differentiates a game even more than music. I know David Thiel does music, but I don't think people would feel like Thiel doing music for different companies would really would really hurt their competitive advantage. I think everybody would want David Thiel to do music in almost every game because he's so good, but art's different. I think you have to have exclusive artists. Stern would never let Zombietti go do another art package for someone else. I'm not even sure if Stern kicked Dirty Donnie to the curb because he did other projects without consulting with Stern. Who knows? I don't know. Don't take me for that. Right now, Dennis said that he has three games done and another one that is coming shortly. And here's the one thing, though, and this is my advice for American Pinball, because when you ask Dennis, do you like licensed themes or unlicensed themes? He says, I like doing both. But I want to say right now, American Pinball, for you to succeed, you need to create a licensed theme game that people want. You can't keep doing these unlicensed theme games. And they said that they want their two to three games a year to be a mixture of both licensed games and unlicensed games. We'll see how that pans out. We've just seen in the history of pinball, the only game that really successfully came out as an unlicensed game recently was TNA. Black Knight was a sales catastrophe for Stern. But what we haven't seen, and I mean this, what we have not seen in the unlicensed theme category, we have not seen a fully featured jam-packed game that had so much in it. If you are going to make an unlicensed theme work, it needs to be jam-packed and that world under glass needs to be incredible. It needs to feel like you put so much more in it because you didn't have to spend any money on the license. Like, nobody feels that way when they look at TNA. Nobody feels that way when they look at Black Knight. And Raza is the one that's trying, trying to do this. Now, look, I'm not going to go down a Raza road here, but did they sell two to 300 Razas? If they did, then that would be impressive because it is an unlicensed theme. 
They also say they have an ace up their sleeve, and it's the fact that they have Roger Sharp working with American Pinball. Everybody knows Roger. He's the licensing guru. He's the guy that actually helped Dutch Pinball get all of the assets they needed for Big Lebowski when they screwed that whole thing up. He also helped them with Hot Wheels. Now, Roger's going to be doing the licensing deals. Now, what I did like is they said that they don't ever want to license a game unless they get all of the assets they need. They want all the music, all the characters, all the callouts, all the clips from that movie. They said they don't want to make a game that leaves the stuff out you love. And Dennis Nordman said it. He basically said Alien is stupid because Sigourney Weaver, who's the main character in Alien, is not in the game. And he's like, I don't like that. We've been saying that for years on Canada's Pinball Podcast. I agree. How do you make like Batman and Robin without Batman? How do you make these games without the lead character? You know, same thing with Jersey Jack Pinball and Pirates of the Caribbean without Johnny Depp. It doesn't work. He makes that franchise. They also said they are going to go to a standard cabinet, so we're not going to see these the Houdini back box be the Hot Wheels back box. They are going to create a standard cabinet. They are also going to consider doing a pro, premium, and LE versions of these games. David, you know that's how you need to do it. It's how you make money. American Pinball needs to make some games that feel like they're for the collectors, and they have yet to do that. But here is the silliest thing I heard. They said they are still going to manufacture Houdini and Oktoberfest. Why? Why do you want to still make these games that are $2,000 or more cheaper than they are new in box? Who in their right mind would buy a new in box Oktoberfest or Houdini? David, new error, a new chapter in American Pinball. That is part of AP's past. Don't ever go back to those two games. Don't. It's over. Nobody wants those games. Why would you make them new in box again? That is the stuff where I'm like, you know why? We all know why. Because they're probably sitting on a ton of parts. Because if you listen to them, they were supposed to make a thousand of each. So they probably are sitting on a few hundred parts for each of those games that are in boxes. So might as well make them. But you're going to have to put a discount price on those because the prices on both those games have plummeted. Josh Kugler will still be the lead coder for American Pinball. Uh, They did not mention if they're bringing new animators on board. All right, so a lot of changes over at American Pinball. Let me give my final analysis of this whole thing. American Pinball needs licensed themes. If the next game that comes out is an unlicensed theme, with everything that's in the marketplace right now, I just think they're going to have a really hard time. I bet everybody out there can't wait to see the game that Dennis Nordman works on, but it's not the next one. This is a junior designer. They might announce that the next game is Legends of Valhalla or Wrath of Olympus. If they bring Scott on from Riot, he's got two games fully designed. There's a fully designed Sonic the Hedgehog game. There's a fully designed Nightmare Before Christmas game. So there are a lot of exciting games in the homebrew market that if they picked up one of these designers, we might see one of these games pretty quickly. Ultimately, we are at the point right now where your intentions don't matter. What you say you're going to do does not matter. The proof is in the pudding. People want to see worlds under glass. People want games that they want. They want themes that make them want to take their money out of their wallet and give it to pinball companies. David said it. This market is so ripe right now. People are gobbling up games left and right. And American Pinball has struggled to get anyone to really feel excited about their offerings. 
And so this is the new American pinball. A lot will ride on this new game. And I really wish them the best of luck because I want there to be a competitor to Stern. And I mean that. I want there to be a company that can ship two to three games a year because Jersey Jack games are amazing. But man, the wait is forever. It takes so long to wait for a new Jersey Jack game. And wouldn't it be great if we just had more alternatives to Stern Pinball? If we had quality games that a company could stand behind, that had a world under glass, that was built well, that was based on a theme we want, that's all we want from Pinball. And so David seems to be putting the right people on the court, but now they have to get it done. It's still premature. It is There is no victory lapse because of what I heard on that interview. I think David Fix is the George Gomez that American Pinball has needed all these years because I don't think that Davel has the creative vision for this company. And I think David and Dennis can put a creative vision on the table that this company can run with. And with three young designers, that's the most exciting part about all of this. It's those three young designers I really expect big things from new talent in pinball. It's a good day to hear this is happening. Now let's see it happen. That's it. The rubber has to meet the road and let's see these guys execute. We know they can make and ship games. Isn't that just like a huge relief? Just knowing American pinball knows how to make and ship games. Everyone else out there that's like new to the market or these new boutiques, they haven't proven they can do that. So I feel good about this because these guys know the hard part. Now they get to figure out the fun stuff. The fun stuff is making the artwork amazing on these games. And they've always messed up the fun stuff, AP. This is the moment. David, it's all yours. Dennis, it's all yours. Congratulations, gentlemen. I look forward to seeing what American Pinball can do. Canada episode 550 out. Thank you everyone for your support, for your twippy votes. I really appreciate it. We'll be back with more episodes of Canada's Pinball Podcast sometime this week. Mm-hmm.